0: Welcome to the Connect Community Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. We're so glad to have you with us today. If you're ever in our area, come see us in person. We hope today's message inspires you and helps you live better. As we were on vacation a few weeks back, um, J.D. sent me a text saying uh, our next series will be called Red Flags. Um, and as he sent me a text, we, had, we were in Florida, uh, and I think Hurricane, Hurricane Ida was just sort of rolling through. And I, I texted him back. and I said, J.D., you don't understand. I am literally going through a red flag moment. And I have a picture, and I sent this to him right at that moment. This is the picture that I had sent him. This picture was sitting next to the refrigerator at every one of the houses, that they're saying that there's a beach flag warning system that is normally to be able to tell people if you are in town and there's a hurricane, look for the flags. The fl- exactly, uh huh. Look for the flags as a warning to tell you that maybe you might not want to be jumping into the water. The storm missed us completely. And I do want to say this, we received so many different text messages of people of this church simply saying, hey, are you guys okay? How are you guys making out? And we were literally sitting at the beach because <laughs> the storm just misses by a mile. But that seemed to have been a catastrophic uh, storm that ran through Florida and left many homeless and we prayed for them. But I, I understood as I was preparing for this message that sometimes A red flag is directly correlated with a storm that is rolling or could be rolling through our lives. It's a very popular song that we sing all the time, Uh, that I used to sing at least. And it was a song that said, there's a blessing with your name on it. But sometimes I think it's so funny that at times there's a storm that is coming that has your name on it. I remember going to a particular time in our lives and having this conversation with Jackie and saying that, you know, Jackie, if I didn't have Jesus in my life, I can see how things could go south. She looked at me surprised, and I told her, when nothing works, when everything you do fails, if I didn't have Jesus in my life, I can see how this could go south. How people can turn easily to alcohol or to drugs. To simply give them some kind of relief. If we are being real this morning, have you ever been there? When the storms of life have you cornered, hopeless, questioning everything? This morning I want to share with you a message entitled, The red flags of unbelief. The red flags of unbelief. Let's read the chapter. has been the title of of this series, which is 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. It says, But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, prideful, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but not denying its power, have nothing to do With such people, this is the letter of Peter to Timothy, and he is warning them, or warning him specifically, to avoid such people. But I do believe that sometimes we are that people that should be avoided. That sometimes we are in the middle of a storm, and we have not understood quite yet. The power that has been given to us. In the state of Florida, in order to minimize the risk of drowning, of serious injury, the state, they came up with a beach warning flag system. So those that didn't know would not go into the water. Literally to say, you might not want to be jumping into the water right now. Red flags point directly to a warning. TikTok actually had a little version of what this, in a filter. I don't know if you guys ever saw it or not. That they would point their phones, they would see a red flag. And as they are pointing their phones to themselves, they will be able to, the TikTok, the app, or the filter will point to them directly a red flag on them. The interesting part about it is this, is that the red flag will not be something that will be external. It will normally be pointed directly to a flaw or something that they're not doing, something that needed to be changed, not on someone else, but on the person who's holding the phone. This morning, I would like to bring light to the red flags that are being waved at us every day. Warning us that we might be wavering or slowly drifting us from our faith. Having a form of godliness, but still denying its power. There's power in godliness. Amen? It's been said that all it takes for an airplane to miss its destination is for his GPS system to be off by less than an inch. And I believe that the enemy of our lives, he seeks to destroy us. However, when he cannot destroy us, he is happy enough to simply cause us to miss our purpose. And if we don't get to what God has for us, our enemy has achieved his goals. I love the passage in Mark 4. After Jesus finishes speaking to a crowd, He tells the disciple, hey, let us cross to the other side. They get into the boat, and immediately immediately a storm arises. The Bible says that he was at the stern, asleep in a cushion. How bad was the storm if he was asleep? I'm glad you asked. It was a great windstorm. Mark 4.37 says that the waves were breaking into the boat. And the bowl was starting to fill with water. The disciples woke him up and said, teacher, do you not care that we perish? And Jesus woke up, rebuked rebuked the wind, and said the famous words to the sea. Peace, be still. Immediately the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Jesus turns to them. Why are you so afraid? Have you? No faith. And they were filled with a greater fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the winds and the sea obey his voice? I love how chaotic this all is. It reminds me of my life. It's going great. I'm taking a walk with Jesus, doing exactly what he said I would do. He says, come on onto the boat. Let's take a ride. And suddenly, the moment you jump on the boat, what happens? What happens? a storm comes up becoming a christian does not give you a free life pass but it ensures that whatever you face jesus will still be in the boat with you however as we live our faith and i do believe this walk that can sometimes become stale i mean think about it the disciples they were walking with jesus himself performing miracles yet At the first sight of trouble, when they get in the boat, the first question is, Jesus, do you not care that we perish? This morning, I want to sort of point out a few red flags from this passage in Mark 4. This passage highlights that Jesus was in a boat with them. But not only was he in the boat, he was at the stern. Well, for those of you who grew up in the city like me and know nothing about boats, let me give you a boat lesson. The stern is located at the back of the boat. Usually that is where the steering mechanism is in place. Jesus wasn't asleep at the front, comfortable, enjoying the scenery. He was asleep at the back. And the Bible specifically says that he was using a cushion. He wasn't just asleep. He was comfortably asleep, comfortably asleep. And some could say that he was asleep at the wheel. Red flag number one. Is Jesus in the boat with you? And if so, where do you have him? Is he navigating with you through the storms of life? Or did you drop him off at shore and decide to follow your own navigation system? Do you have him sitting up front while you attempt to steer it on your own? Here's what the psalmist says in Psalm 37, verse 33. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they might stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. May I say this morning that maybe the storms you're facing and seem never to end is because you're still steering your own boat in this life. Hey, Jesus, I got this. Enjoy the ride. Is he in the boat with you? Or do you revert back to your old ways at the first sight of trouble? Did you invite him into the boat but denied him the place that he so rightfully deserves, which is at the steering wheel? You cannot experience peace if you are awake at the stern. Because you know what? It's better to have Jesus asleep at the steering the boat Then you awake, struggling to hold it together. He delights in every details of our lives. The Lord directs our paths, and we are held by His hand. However, you can only experience that if He's at the boat. And the challenge that we sometimes face: that yes, He is in our boat, but is He sitting at the steering? Is He in control? Red flag number two that pops out on Mark. Who do you cry out when the storm arises? Many people criticize the disciples for their words. But I actually appreciate their honesty. In the middle of the storm, with the waves crashing against the boat, with the wind blowing them everywhere, who do you call out to? And I don't think I can say this enough. Be careful who you let speak into your life. When hell breaks loose. When the storms of your life are pushing you and and, and the waves and the waters overcoming your boat. Be careful who you let in to your side. Here's a shameless plug. I love the men in this church. I love how we're coming together. I'm forty years old now. I need some guys to tell me, Bro, we've got to lose some weight. I love how these guys are holding each other accountable. I had a few different conversations this past couple of weeks in terms of us just simply saying, it is time for us to elevate our walk. This is a real shameless plug. I wish you would. Just, just, there's a Connect Community card, which I'm pretty sure most of you have filled out. There's a message board, which gets pretty, pretty intense, as Dante said. Sometimes you go with day without it, and there's 125 messages in there. And then you say, okay, hold on, I got to catch up. But it's amazing how we're pulling each other together. And if I'm going through a storm, like we did, and it messes in Florida. Some of these guys were the ones that were reaching out to us. And I encourage you, I encourage you to plug in to the women's group. Have your kids plug in to the youth. Because through the storms, and as you're going through the storm, you will need these voices to speak into your life. But even then, at times, God will allow a storm, so all you have left is to call out to Him and Him only. And when that time comes up, there are no beautiful choices of word. It simply is, God, do you not care? God, do you not see? God, how can you let this happen? The Lord hear his people. Psalm 34, 17 says, when they call him for help, he rescues them from help from all of their trouble. Psalm 34 4 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. In desperation I prayed, Psalm 34 verse 6 says, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all of my troubles. In times of troubles, in times of tribulation, call on to the one who can calm the storm. Don't look for any specific words. No dramatic music at the back. Simply go on to God in desperation. Cry out and bring your questions to God, for he has the answers to them all. So first, is Jesus in your boat? Is he sitting at the stern? Second, who do you call out when the storm arises? And third, are you listening? The disciples cry out to God. Jesus awakes immediately and he responds. But his response comes along with a rebuke. He turns to them and he tells them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith. This question resonates through the disciples walk with Jesus wherever they go to as he has been performing miracles, jumping from town to town, healing the sick, resurrecting the dead, casting out demons. Jesus is saying to them throughout, have you no faith? Take courage, do not be afraid. Jesus is then arrested, hung on the cross, but on the third day like he promised, he rose from the dead. Interestingly enough, the first person that sees him as he rises from the dead is Mary Magdalene. She runs to tell those same disciples who have lived with Jesus, witnessing every miracle. And they were rebuked at every stance. The Bible says that even though Mary Magdalene told them, hey, our Savior has risen, they did not believe her. But here's what I love about Jesus. Not relenting. Jesus appears to the disciples while they were still in hiding. Mark 16, verse 14. And what does he do as soon as he sees them? He rebuked them again. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead. He then delivers what's called the Great Commission, telling them to preach the good news to everyone. And anyone who believes will be baptized and will be saved. And then he gives them this key. He says, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Can I come you? Are you listening this morning? Those signs, these miracles will follow you. But my question to you this morning, are you listening? There's a red flag of unbelief that has been planted in us in our walk, and sometimes it can become stale. And God is telling us this morning, are you listening? That healing, the void, the heartbreak, the breakthrough, the miracle. If you believe, that too can accompany you. Here's what I don't want us to miss. Jesus finishes delivering that last message to the disciples. And he leaves to take his rightful place at the right hand of God. Mark 16, Mark 16 verse 20. And he says, and the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they had said by many miraculous signs. They believed after years of walking with Jesus. And when they finally believed, they got to experience the miraculous signs of God. Here's what's interesting about your storm and how your choice to believe matters. If you go back to the boat when Jesus called them to cross... Mark details that they got on a boat, and there were also other boats in the ocean with them. Not only was Jesus and the disciples there, there were other boats in the water. Other people who were sitting around, going through the same storm, and experiencing the same things. I believe that there's a purpose in your storm that is bigger than you. But our choice not to believe Our choice not to live this out is not only affecting us, but also could be stopping the move of God in somebody else's life. It is believed, and I know this for sure, that God works in us. But after he works in us, he works through us. The people who were in the boat, the disciples with Jesus, they got to experience something amazing. They said, who is this man? That the sea and the winds will listen to his voice. But the people who are on a boat around them also got to experience the same thing. What the experience with Jesus not only affected them, but the other boats nearby. I believe that there is a purpose. That there is deliverance in your struggle. That there's a breakthrough in your despair. But the calm of your storm is not meant just for you, but is meant for the boats alongside you. There will be terrible times in these last days but we choose not to deny his power I want to pray for you this morning this is a red flag that I believe is very important that although Timothy is being warned about others I believe that God is calling us through what is your red flag of unbelief this morning where have you kept Jesus out of your boat Where have you told him that, hey, it's, it's, it's okay. I got this under control, Jesus. What parts of your life must you give to him to allow this miraculous move of God to happen in you and then so that others around you can also be blessed as well? Having... a resemblance of godliness, but yet denying his power. I don't know about you, but I don't want to deny God his power this morning. I believe God brought me here this morning to tell you exactly that. But there's a red flag being waved at you, being asked to you, where have you left God out? At what part of your life did you allow him to just simply sit at the boat at the front to enjoy the ride? My call to you this morning is that you will hear the voice of God so that you too can live the miraculous move of God in your life. I believe that God wants to do that in your life. He wants to do that in your job, even with that annoying co He wants to operate the same way in your marriage and your finances. If you would allow God to come into that situation don't miss this don't just simply think that these red flags have been pointed and at the end he says avoid such people i believe that god is saying hey this this is in you what is the red flag of unbelief that's in your heart this morning that god can simply say hey i've been sitting here all along if you simply were to give me the control i want to pray for three types of people this morning i want to pray for you if you haven't really allowed or invited Jesus to come into your boat. Or maybe you told him, hey, come into my boat, but, but don't really steer it. I, I, I've got it under control. I also want to pray for those who might be going through a situation in your life where Jesus needs to come in and speak peace into your storm. Whatever it is that you're going through, there's a God asleep comfortably, waiting for you to call out to him. He cares for every detail in your life. But you must, you must call out to him. Thank you for listening today. If you have a prayer request, a question about faith, or would like to find out more information, visit us at connectcommunity.org. Don't forget to subscribe and share. See you next time.